The Smiley J Artist Zone podcast is an engaging and insightful platform designed to celebrate and explore the world of artistry in all its forms. Hosted by Smiley J, a passionate advocate for the arts, this podcast offers a vibrant and inclusive space where artists from various disciplines can share their experiences, insights, and creative journeys. Listeners can expect a diverse range of topics discussed on the podcast from artist interviews, their creative process, and other fun questions for those inquiring musical minds. Bestbookbits.com brings you the audiobook summary of Tony Robbins' Ultimate Edge program, Get the Edge, your guide to getting the most out of your life regardless of the circumstances that confront you and achieving the results you want, be it in your finances, relationships, body, emotions, time, everything that matters to you most. Get the Edge, day one, results workshop. Seven keys to changing anything in your life today. Happy, vibrant, successful people think and behave in certain ways. So do miserable and unfulfilled people. In other words, there are patterns of success and patterns of failure. The good news is success leaves clues. Why people don't change. They're out of practice. The antidote, raise your standards. The difference in people's lives is the difference in their standards. Turn your shoulds into must. When something is a must, you follow through. Get unreasonable. Unreasonable people rule the world. They do things others believe are impossible. Why people don't change. Number two, they rationalize. They tell themselves stories, use softeners, and lie to themselves. The antidote, develop self-honesty. Drop the story and tell yourself the truth. General Schwarzkopf teaches that nothing gets better until you admit something is wrong. Understand the power of now. Tap into the power of momentum and do something immediately. Develop the habit of chunking. Start by tackling one manageable piece of a project, write one paragraph, make one phone call, walk for 10 minutes. Stop using softeners. Making yourself feel better without actually changing anything trains you to accept mediocrity. Coach John Wooden taught his players that winning comes from telling yourself the truth and doing your own personal best. Why people don't change number three, they've had an ineffective strategy. The anecdote, develop a strategy that works. You won't produce an extraordinary body by changing your diet alone. You need the right tools to get you there. A personal trainer, a support system, rituals that will ensure you stay on track. The pressure cooker. There's one more reason people don't change. They don't get into a pressure cooker. Pain. Pain equals drive. A persona hits a threshold, the problem causes a significant amount of pain, they feel pressure to take action to change it. Action. Drive turns to action. As a person takes action, they make progress towards eliminating some aspect of the problem. E.g., they lose 10 of the 40-pound weight loss goal, which lessens the intensity of the pain. Results. Actions lead to results. When the intensity of the problem is reduced, the drive to complete the change is lessened and motivation to completely resolve the problem is lost. With a lack of pain to drive the person any longer, gradually they return to the old behavior and return. Results lead to loss of drive. Return to the past action slash return to the problem. The problem remains. People climb into the pressure cooker 
again and again how you can avoid it. The seven steps to conscious change. Step number one, get disturbed. Be honest with yourself. Don't use softness or rationalizations. Don't compare yourself with others to make yourself feel better. Get associated to the problem. If necessary, make it worse than it is to get yourself to take action. If you're not disturbed, you're not going to change. Surround yourself with people who have what you want. Seeing them will disturb you and either you'll run back to your old friends to make yourself feel better or you'll join a new peer group. If you want to be good at tennis, play with somebody better than yourself. Exercise. How do you rationalize? What are the most common reasons you fail to do things? What stories do you tell yourself? List at least five rationalizations you use for not following through. Examples. I don't have time. I'll do it tomorrow. I'm tired. It'll take too long. It'll cost too much. It's too far away. The power of an RPM plan. Step two, make a real decision. What do successful people have in common? Successful people have an RPM for their lives. RPM, those who succeed in life have the answers to three questions. What is the specific result I'm committed to achieving? This is the R, the result they are after. Why do I want to do this? This is my purpose. This is the P, the purpose. Once you decide, knowing your purpose, the why, will get you to follow through. Reasons come first, answers come second. What specific actions must I take to make this happen? This is the M, the massive action plan. Exercise. Let's get honest. What are you unhappy about in your career, your business, yourself, your rationalizations? Write down some of the things that disturb you right now. Creating your RPM plan. I'm disturbed about exercise. Let's get honest. What are you committed to doing instead? Decide what new result you want. Then write why, your purpose, you are committed to obtaining this result. Result, I am now committed to doing and purpose. I am committed to this because. Massive action is a cure-all. Step number three, create a massive action plan. It's time to draw the map to make sure you follow through, come up with a list of actions that will absolutely produce results. Exercise. Brainstorm action items. Choose one new result you were committed to achieving and list all the things you could do to achieve it. Don't worry about making your list perfect. Just brainstorm whatever comes to mind. Include little things that you can do immediately and do them now. Never leave the site of setting a goal without doing something towards its achievement. Send an email, make a phone call, book a meeting, buy a book, etc. Now asterisk the three to five must items you can and must do to achieve the goal. The power of purpose. Exercise. Brainstorm action items. Use language that excites you. Refine the wording of your result. List a few reasons why you want to take this action, your purpose, and then commit to the actions by giving each one a deadline. Beliefs, the power to destroy slash the power to create. Step four, change your limiting beliefs. A belief is nothing more than a feeling of absolute certainty about what something means. Belief controls our behavior. They can be unconscious 
or conscious, or they can often stem from things we've heard or seen, felt a lot of emotion about, and then repeated to ourselves again and again until we felt certain. John McCormack's empowering belief in himself turned him from a policeman risking his life to save someone else's $27 into a millionaire and entrepreneurial of the year. After losing it all, his limiting belief nearly caused him to give up until a new empowering belief turned him around again. The young lady who believed exercise was painful, expensive, and not really necessary adopted empowering new beliefs about exercise allows her to give more that she's worth it and that it's fun. John's old beliefs caused him to gain 110 pounds. His new belief helped him lose the weight and make exercising and eating well part of his daily routine. Exercise, old belief, new beliefs. Write down all the old beliefs that have kept you from following through on your goal in the past. Write down the new beliefs that will empower you from this point forward. Day one, results workshop. Score in your life. Step number five, set yourself up to win. Reward yourself. When learning something new, most people don't do it perfectly the first time. To win the game of life, you've got to reward yourself for doing things approximately right in the beginning. Score the experience. Do things that add emotional intensity and make the process more enjoyable along the way. If you're working out, you can listen to music, work out with a buddy, pray while you exercise, etc. Choose things that meet all your number six human needs. All human beings are driven by six needs. No matter what task is at hand, you'll enjoy the process and accelerate your results by making your actions meet your needs for certainty, uncertainty, significance, love and connection, growth and contribution. Take advantage of neat time. Increase the value of the time by doing several things at once. It takes net no extra time. Measure your progress. You'll be excited about your results if you measure your progress. Set yourself up to win by measuring in more than one way. For example, if you only measure the pounds you lose, there may be days when you don't see results. Measure anything that can give you growth. Exercise. Enhance the experience. Come up with two or three ideas that can help you look forward to doing the things that will get you the result. What can you focus on? Pay attention to. Notice, appreciate, or enjoy that will enhance the experience. The power of action. Step number six, take massive action. There is no time like the present. Never leave the sight of setting a goal without doing something towards its attainment. Do something while you're inspired, while you're in state. The more massive the action, the more committed you will be to achieving the result. The power of incantations. You can't just get rid of a negative belief. You have to replace it. Try incanting your new beliefs, saying them again and again, changing the emphasis and changing your state. By changing the emotion, you change the impact you feel and you begin to condition yourself for even more action. Massive action creates momentum. You don't have to do a thousand things. You just have to do something. Exercise, little action, big action. What are two actions you can take immediately to get yourself going? Little action, e.g. make a phone call, send an email. Big action, something that takes time, energy, money, or effort. Step number seven, the seventh power. When you care how people feel about you, 
You make them your peers and you give them power to influence the way you think. Tap into the seventh power, the power of environment. Choose a peer group with a high standard. Utilize a coach and immerse yourself in an environment that reinforces you for your wins and challenges you to greater heights. Remember, the Marine Corps General. Most people's lives are a direct reflection of the expectations of their peer groups. Your assignment. Do the little action and big actions you wrote down. Do them right away and be sure to acknowledge yourself when you get them done. Day number two, the power of relationships, part one. Passion, connection, and love. There are two universal laws of life. Anything that doesn't grow, dies, and anything that fails to contribute is eliminated. These laws hold true for everything in life, especially for relationships. Extraordinary relationships, not merely good or excellent, but truly legendary ones, are those in which the participants continually grow and contribute to themselves, the relationship, and each other. Identify the gap between where you are and where you want to be. Where are you? If you're in a relationship, you want more from it, want out of it, are immobilized. If you're not in a relationship, you want to, you want one, but you don't have one. You fear being hurt. You don't want one. You've been hurt before. Where do you want to be? Visualize your ideal relationship. What would it look like? What would you talk about? Laugh about? Share, learn together. How would you make love surprise and contribute to each other? The purpose of relationships. Relationships exist to magnify the human experience. Which emotions are magnifying? Negative ones or positive ones? The secret to handling upsets. When we associate pain to a relationship, we're responding to the past. These are independent events. Remember this is not that. Instead of assuming the worst, become a master of meaning. What else could be happening in this situation? What else could this mean? Most of the time, it's not about you. Remember Dr. Sigmund Freud's wise words. Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Day number two, the power of relationships, part one, the ultimate love of your life. The quality of your relationships is in direct proportion to the amount of yourself you are able to share. Sharing produces a synergy where 1 plus 1 equals more than 2. Actually, 1 plus 1 equals 11. Go to a relationship to give, not to get. Measuring and remembering who gives more is a surefire way to kill a relationship. When driven by rules instead of love, relationships begin to die. Keep your rules to a minimum. Too many rules can destroy a relationship. Upsets occur easily when you have too many ways to feel bad. Help your partner meet his or her needs. Although we go about meeting them in different ways, we all have the same six needs. Passionate relationships occur when both partners feel that their needs are met. Understand the importance of awareness and acceptance. Be aware that all human beings share the same two primary fears, that they are not enough and they won't feel loved. Primary fears are triggered any time you feel like you're not being seen as significant enough or you fear the loss of love. If you're starting to react, ask yourself, what's really triggering this fear? Am I responding to the present or the past? What else could this mean? How to create an extraordinary relationship. Number one, 
learn to love yourself. You can't give to other people what you haven't learned to give yourself. Write at least 10 things you can do to show how much you love yourself. Do my hour of power, 30 minutes to thrive or 15 minutes to fulfillment. Acknowledge myself for being great. Write myself a love letter. Go to places I love. The key to outstanding relationships. Number two, select the qualities you need in a relationship. Relationships last when both people have the same or complementary natures. Follow the example set by business leaders and consider three things in elevating a potential relationship, business or personal. Can they do the job? Can they be your partner? Will they do the job? The answer will be yes if your job or relationship meets their personal goals and reinforces their nature. Are they the right fit in terms of values, of goals? In a personal relationship, if there is a match in terms of values, sensuality or sexuality team fit do you share one of the top two needs with the other person organizing principles the most important part of selection is first become the kind of person you want to attract in your relationships it is unlikely a person's nature is going to change know who you are in a relationship with if you're in a relationship with the right person for you and you are still having challenges you can reignite the passion Assessing where you are. Your assessment. Where are you in your intimate relationship? What scenario best describes the current state of your intimate relationship? The love and passion are good, but I want more. Love is there, but not enough passion. Love and passion are lacking. We're more like friends. I'm planning my escape. I'm not in an intimate relationship, but I want to be in one. I'm not in an intimate relationship, and I don't want to be in one. Wherever you are, be honest. Remember, honesty will bring you clarity. Now, whether you're in a relationship or not, describe what your ideal relationship would be like. What would you do together? How would you have fun? What would it be like to do physically, emotionally, and spiritually intimate the way you truly want to be? What would you slash would you have in common? How would you ideally raise children? Even if you are already in a relationship and it's great, what more do you want? Begin closing the gap by describing where you are now and where you want to be. Day three, the power of relationships part two. Design your ideal mate. The first step in finding and attracting your ideal mate is defining what you want in that person. If you don't know what you're looking for, your ideal mate could walk right by you and you might not even notice him or her. By clarifying precisely what you want and reviewing your list each day, you will literally program your unconscious to help you find your ideal person. Exercise. Design your ideal mate. The ideal mate. Describe your ideal mate's traits, habits, qualities, appearance, everything you can think of that would be important to you. The mate from hell. If you have a hard time coming up with your wish list, start by defining the mate from hell. Write about the person you couldn't stand to be with. What traits would they have? What qualities could you not stand? Note, if you're already in a relationship that you want to make better, this process will help you discover each other, renew the reverence in your relationship, and meet each other's needs at a much deeper level. Attract your ideal mate. Exercise. Design. 
your ideal mate continue? What kind of person would you have to be to attract such a mate? You need to become the kind of person you would like to find. Describe the values, characteristics, conduct, and habits you would need in order to deserve that mate you just described. Deal with challenges. Closing the gap. To close the gap between where you are and where you want to be, you've got to know where you really are. If you're already in a relationship, go back to the must items on your list from steps 1 and 2. And on a scale of 0 to 10, first rate your partner, then rate yourself on how well those must are being met. If you're not in a relationship, score yourself alone. Go back to your must items from step 2 and rate yourself on a 0 to 10 scale. How close are you to being the person who will attract the kind of person you want? How to deal with the inevitable challenges that will arise. Challenges show up in every relationship. If the same ones seem to keep popping up and if they seem overwhelming, it may be that your natures are completely different and not complementary or that you don't share the same values. Running from a relationship is not the answer. Anywhere you go, you take yourself with you. Honesty and clear communication are the only solutions. Have an honest conversation with your partner about ways to meet both your needs and theirs. Make yourself stronger and better. Give more. Focus on their needs. Sometimes you have to make the hardest decision of all about the relationship. Get clear on what's best for you and the other person. The Four R's of Ruined Relationships by John Gray, PhD. Resistance, Resentment, Rejection, Repression. Take your relationship to the next level. Your assignment, step one, first learn to love yourself. For the next seven days, take two minutes each morning to look in the mirror and repeat, I love you, your name. I love you, your name. Tell yourself the specific reasons you love yourself. Write down some of those reasons now. Step number two, if you're in a relationship, make an action plan for taking it to the next level. Make a list of things you can do to enhance your relationship, or if you are truly not matched in your natures, your values, and your goals, get really clear about that. Have an honest conversation and make some decisions. Make a game plan for what you are going to do. Take your relationship to the next level. Step number three, if you're single, make a marketing plan for attracting your ideal mate. Where do you need to spend your time? Whom do you need to talk to? Create a plan for the next 30 days. Day four, pure energy, live. The key to a strong, healthy, and vital life. Relationships, finances, emotions, your career. None of these matter if you don't have your health. To avoid ending up the richest person in the graveyard, make your health an absolute priority. Don't let anyone convince you to give this responsibility to experts. You must be your own authority. Model people who not only have studied the subject, but have consistently used it to achieve the results you desire. With a few simple changes, you can give yourself the gifts of explosive energy, improved immune function, and weight loss. The truth about germs and illness. 10 people can be exposed to the same germ, but all not all of them become ill. Why? Because germs are not the source of disease. Contact with a specific germ is not an absolute guarantee 
of contracting disease. Several other factors are involved. The amount of stress or emotion in your life. Your genetic tendencies. The things you do to keep your body in balance. The pollution level of your environment, which is your body, and your philosophies about health. The acid-alkaline balancing act. Our bodies are driven by electrical impulses in a complex electromagnetic system. This system requires a delicate balance between the levels of acid and alkalinity. You can easily test this balance by measuring your PhD level. The ideal blood pH is 7.36. Acid in the system disrupts the balance, causing red blood cells to stick together, weaken, and die. When this happens... More acid is released into the bloodstream, causing a vicious and deadly cycle of pollution. The body tries to compensate by calling upon its alkaline reserves, but eventually these are depleted and acid wreaks havoc, burning through your arteries. Again, the body tries to compensate by lining the artery walls with cholesterol, another deadly solution. The cycle of imbalance. Alkalize and energize. The key to maintaining balance is found in two simple steps. Step number one is alkalize. Alkalizing breaks the cycle of excess acid. It's the difference between life and death, between losing weight and keeping it on. Step number two, exercise. Your body operates on a subtle electromagnetic current. Your brain, your heart, and all your organs emit fields of electric impulses. Foods provide value only when they can be converted into the elements necessary for this chemistry to take place. Energizing means avoiding foods that take away more energy than they provide. How to get out of balance. Your environment is disrupted by something. Emotions, negative emotions, thoughts, words, and actions have a tremendous impact on your bloodstream. Polluted environment. Smog in the air makes you acidic. Acid diet. Animal proteins, cooked oils, sugar, and refined carbohydrates are all sources of acid. Sugar equals acid, and acid equals glue. Radiation. No one really knows what impact constant exposure to things like computers, screens may have, but excess radiation could easily disrupt the delicate acid-alkaline balance. Cells become disorganized. When cells are disturbed, they become disorganized in an attempt to deal with or adapt to the new disturbed environment. They weaken, die, or mutate. As cells attempt to adapt, the environment is compromised. Ruptured or dead cells give off excess acid. The new environment becomes a breeding ground for bacteria, yeast, fungus, and mold. The environment becomes polluted. Bacteria, yeast, and fungus, and other creatures feed on your energy stores and excrete acid waste, causing even more pollution more disturbance, more disorganization, and more acids. You develop what most people think of as debilitating diseases or aging. The truth is, it's an acid problem that begins with disturbance. The three-step cycle of regaining balance. Cleanse your system, ideally for 7 to 10 days, or a minimum of 3 to 4 days. You don't need a blood test to know you've built up some toxicity and acid through your lifestyle until now. The best way to cleanse is to superhydrate your system with plenty of fluids that are alkaline in nature. Green drinks, such as wheatgrass or an inner balance green drink product, will provide an instant boost to your alkalinity. Interrupt destructive patterns that don't serve you. Identify and break your destructive patterns 
stop indulging in negative emotions or eating acidic foods. Provide your body with the core nutrients it really needs. Water, oxygen slash breathing, vitamins and minerals, live, alkaline foods and exercise. Regaining balance, stories of success. Hypercholesterol study. The National Institute of Health followed an entire family whose cholesterol levels were over 450. After switching to an alkaline diet, one woman lost 50 pounds and lowered her cholesterol by 190 points in just six weeks. Seeing is believing. I saw my own blood cells go from torn and leaking to healthy and intact. I felt better than ever and saw the proof under the microscope with my own eyes. Sean's wish. Remember Sean, within 12 months he went from being fragile and breakable to doing push-ups and sporting a six-pack of abdominal muscles. Your assessment. Everything in life shifts when you put yourself back in balance. Take control of your body with the simple three-step challenge for the next 10 days. Step number one, cleanse your system. Step number two, interrupt destructive patterns that don't serve you. Step number three, provide your body with its vital needs. Never leave the sight of setting a goal without doing something towards entertainment. If you're steady to take your life to the highest level of energy possible, make sure you follow these steps and do something right now. Creating a healthy, vital life. Step number one, cleanse your system. Start cleansing right away by drinking plenty of water. Drink half your body weight in ounces every day. If you weigh 200 pounds, drink 100 ounces of water. Step number two, interrupt destructive patterns that don't serve you. Write down at least three destructive patterns in which you've been engaging. Come up with one or two ways to interrupt each pattern the next time it arises. Destructive pattern, example, I often get angry. Pattern interrupts. When I begin to feel angry, I will take five deep breaths and list at least three things I'm grateful for in my life. Step number three, provide your body with its vital needs. Write a paragraph or two describing why you are now committed to providing your body with the things it needs. What will it give you? What has not doing this up until now caused you to miss out on or lose in your life? Day number five, the power of emotions. Your call to action. Frustration, anger, resentment, depression. Compare these emotions to joy passion, contentment, excitement, and ecstasy. Our lives are defined by emotions we feel on a daily basis. What we do is not based on our ability, our talent, or our skills. It's based on how we feel. Most of us live our lives in reaction to our environment. Our emotions are like the ocean. Some days they're brewing storms, other days they're as calm as they can be. This session is about taking control of the most important and powerful part of your life, your emotions. Emotions are signals calling us to action. Often the emotions that seem the most painful may be telling us we need to make changes. If we heed these signals, we can utilize them to change the quality of our experience and our lives immediately. Where do emotions come from? Whether we give ourselves positive, negative, or neutral feelings is determined by the rules we have and the meanings or interpretations we attach to events in our lives. What we feel is based not on our experience, but our interpretation of 
the experience. Remember, you are always in control of how you feel. Nothing controls you but you. Exercise. Hope versus certainty. Think about something you've liked to have happen in the future and hope it will happen. Close your eyes and notice how it feels to hope. Do you see two different possibilities? Having it work out and not work out. Open your eyes, shake your body out a little and get rid of the hoping feeling. Now close your eyes and think about this same thing you'd like to have happen, but this time expect it to happen. Notice how it feels and how this is different from hoping. Open your eyes. What was the difference? You just controlled your emotions. The 10 action signals. If you feel, number one, uncomfortable, the message is change your state, clarify what you want, and take action in that direction. If you feel fearful, the message is get prepared, get ready to do something. If you feel hurt, the message is an expectation is not being met and you have a feeling of loss, change your behavior or the way of communicating your needs. If you feel angry, the message is an important rule has been violated. Let the person know that your standard may not have been met at the same as theirs, but you need their help. If you feel frustrated, the message is you need to change your approach to achieving your goal. If you feel disappointed, the message is your expectation may not be appropriate for the situation at hand. If you feel guilty or regretful, the message is you violated one of your own standards. You must ensure you won't violate it again. If you feel inadequate, the message is you need to improve what you're doing or change your criteria. Your rules may be too hard to meet. If you feel overloaded, overwhelmed, hopeless, or depressed, the message is you need to prioritize. List the things you want to accomplish in order of priority, then take action with the first items on your list. If you feel lonely, the message is you need connection with people. Mastering your emotions. Six steps to mastering your emotions. How do most people handle their emotions? They avoid them, endure them, or use them to compete with other people. There's a fourth way, a better way, and you can do it in the six simple steps. Learn from your emotions and utilize them. Identify the emotion and appreciate the message. It's saying you have to change something. Clarify, what is this emotion trying to tell me? What message is it offering? Do I need to change my perception, the meaning, or my procedures, my communication, or my behavior? Get curious and ask questions. How do I really want to feel? As soon as you identify what you want to feel, you're moving in the direction you want to go. What would I have to believe in order to feel that way now? What am I willing to do to make it the way I want it? What's great about this, or what can I learn from this? Get confident. Recall a specific time when you felt this emotion before and somehow got over it. Remember in a time where you were able to deal with the emotion will reassure you that you can deal with it now. Get certain. Imagine coming up with different ways of handling this emotion. If it doesn't work, try another. Rehearse until you feel confident. Number six, get excited and take action. Do something right away that shows you you can handle this emotion. Express your emotion in a way that reinforces what you've rehearsed in your mind and changes the way 
you feel. The 10 emotions of power. The 10 emotions of power. The best way to get yourself to do something is to put yourself in an emotional state where that behavior becomes automatic. For example, the easiest way to have close relationships and do the things that make you feel closer to other people is to cultivate the emotion of being loving and warm. Here are 10 quick emotions to plant in your life on a daily basis. If you cultivate these emotions and focusing on feeling them every day, you will plant the seeds of greatness in your life. Love and warmth. Appreciation and gratitude. Curiosity. Excitement and passion. Determination. Flexibility. Confidence. Cheerfulness. Vitality and contribution. Day 5, The Power of Emotions. Transform your emotions. Your assignment. Let's start using the six steps and the 10 action signals we've learned in this session. Step number one, for the next two days, notice any negative or disempowering feelings that come up and apply the six-step process. Record your progress below. Negative emotion. How I handle it. Six steps to mastering your emotions. Number one, identify the emotion and appreciate the message. Number two, clarify. What is it trying to tell me? Do I need to change my perception or my procedures? Number three, get curious. How do I really want to feel? What would I have to believe in order to feel that way now? What am I willing to do to make it the way I want it? What can I learn from this? Number four, get confident. I've handled things like this before. Number five, get certain. Rehearse dealings with it in the future. Number six, get excited and take action. Utilize your action signals. Step number two, make a list of things you can do to make yourself feel good. Most people have only a few ways to feel good. Expand your list and include things you can do at any moment in time, no matter where you are, like taking a deep, refreshing breath, singing your favorite song, happy birthday to you, feeling grateful for love in your life. Step three. For each of the 10 action signals you've learned in this session, develop a new belief that will help you avoid feeling these emotions. Such as, example, overwhelmed disappointment. My new belief is this too shall pass, or the best is yet to come, or there's always a way if I'm committed. Day six, your way to financial freedom. The power of compounding. Obtaining the financial freedom and abundance you deserve is easy. The secret to getting beyond scarcity is start beyond it by feeling a sense of abundance right now and living your life as if you already were financially independent. Does this really work? You bet it does. In this section, I share my story of going from scarcity to abundance and back again to illustrate a few key points I've learned along the way. Make it a must. Give yourself a compelling future that makes it impossible for you to fail. My must for financial independence was the birth of my son and desire for him to give him an extraordinary quality of life. Get hungry. Stop blaming everyone else. Set your goals, make them a must, and commit to making the necessary changes now. Add value to other people's lives. Remember, your income is in direct proportion to your contribution. Your income is in direct proportion to your contribution. Don't be a victim of the tall poppy syndrome. 
Other people may want to chop you down to their size, but don't let that happen. The power of compounding. Compounding occurs when you invest money and allow it to continuously reinvest itself. With this strategy, you'll realize explosive growth beyond your wildest imaginations. Example. In an 18-hole golf game, if you bet just 10 cents on the first hole and now double your bet every hole thereafter, the last hole will be worth $13,107.20. No matter how little you start, you must start now. If you wait until the third hole to begin, betting 15 holes instead of 18, the total comes to only $1,600. Saving $150 a month, which is $5 a day, at a 15% annual return for 30 years, yields over $1 million. Saving $250 a month in the same period of time produces $7.8 million. Investing $100 a month at your child's birth at a 15% rate of return results in $110,000 when the child turns 19. Leave it alone and let it grow to $9.6 million when he or she is 50, $32.9 million at the age of 60, and $158 million at the age of 70. UPS delivery med Ted Johnson never made more than $30,000 a year, but left a legacy of more than $70 million. Statistics show you're going to live a long time. What are you going to do when you get there? Handling your finances is critical, and compounding is the ticket, so start investing now. If you're not willing to take a dime out of every dollar today, you won't be any more likely to take 100000 out of a million later. The most important investment decision you'll ever make, the value of stocks, long-term dependability. Since World War II, the best investment through time has been the stock market, delivering a 12% rate of compounded return for nearly 50 years. Short-term flexibility. Buying and selling stocks is fast and easy. It's much faster, for example, than selling a piece of real estate. Sir John Templeton's strategy, three-bucket asset allocation. Decide what percentage of your income to invest and allocate it into each of the following areas in proportion that meets your needs and satisfies your risk tolerance. By determining your asset allocation in advance and sticking to your plan, you'll avoid the temptation of -of spur-of-the-moment decisions. Security bucket. This bucket is for low-risk investments such as fixed income, treasury bills, corporate bonds, money market accounts, and equity insurance policies, your home. The growth rate on these investments seems slow at first, but compounds over time. What goes into this bucket should stay there, allow the profits to be reinvested. Growth bucket. This bucket is for higher risk investments with more potential for growth, such as mutual funds, collectibles, real estates, and stocks. Reinvest one third of the profits in your security bucket one-third in your growth bucket, and one-third in your dream bucket. Dream bucket. This is the place to have some fun and save for the things you want in life. Whether it be a boat, a yacht, a vacation home, or a sports team, this bucket lets you start building towards your dreams and making them come true. Pay yourself first. Here's the best-kept secret to painless investing. Never see the money, decide how much you want to invest, and have it deducted directly from your paycheck. 12 Strategies for Achieving Wealth Why People Fail to Become Wealthy 12 Financial Traps to Avoid They never define what wealth means to them. 
They make wealth a moving target. They define wealth in ways that make it impossible to achieve. They never even start. They never make wealth an absolute must. They don't have a realistic plan. They fail to follow through. They make experts responsible for their decisions. When faced with major challenges, they give up. They fail to conduct life as if it was a business. They allow other people's emotions to affect the implementation of their plan. They never get quality coaching. How to be wealthy right now. This part is easy. Just do the exact opposite of the 12 financial traps. To find what wealth means to you, exactly what it would take for you to feel wealthy. Lock that definition firmly in place. Don't keep raising the bar. Make sure your definition is achievable. Create a plan that is achievable. Make it a must for you by enlisting the reasons you must be wealthy. Finalize your plan and work out the details. Follow through on your plan by taking immediate action towards entertainment. Make yourself responsible. Let experts coach you, but don't abdicate your responsibility. Don't give up when the going gets tough. Make your life a business and expect a year-end profit. Don't let other people's emotions control you or cause you to deviate from your asset allocation. Get good coaching. Finally, remember that real wealth comes from abundance in all areas, mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. The real key to unlocking wealth is just one thing, gratitude. The moment you feel grateful is the moment you feel rich. Decide, deduct, and dare to dream. Your assignment. Step number one, decide how you're going to allocate your assets. I'm going to invest X percent of my income. I'm going to split my investments into the ratio, for example, 50-50 or 60-40. Security bucket, X percent, and growth bucket, X percent. Step two, make it a must for you. Write a paragraph or two about why you must be wealthy and what it will do for you, your family, and your life. What will it give you? Who will you be? What will you do with your wealth? Create your financial plan. Step three, start making your plan. Write down the steps you must take to begin or improve your investment strategy. Example, open a money market account. Call accounting and start my payroll deduction. Start researching stock brokers. Step four, never leave the scene of a decision without taking some action. Choose two of the items you listed in step three and do them today. Make a note of what you did. Day seven, the purpose of life. Finding your real inner drive. Everything on earth has a purpose, and that includes you. Your purpose in life provides you with an inner drive that once you tap into it, can give you the immense fulfillment and unlimited joy. Your purpose in life does not change, is eternal, is available to you each and every moment. Three decisions shape your life. Everything you do has a consequence. What ultimately shapes your life, though, are the decisions you make. You can have the life you deserve, where all your consequences are positive ones. How? By making these three decisions. Decide what to focus on. What you focus on determines how you think, feel, contribute. Choose an empowering focus in every situation. Decide what things mean. Meaning is something you determine. 
You cannot control events, but you can control what events mean to you. Decide what you would do when something happens. Remember, God's delays are not God's denials, unless you give up. Discover the source of pain. Whatever drives you shapes your life. Human beings are primarily driven by two things, the need to avoid pain and the need to gain pleasure. Pain can be useful, like when a child learns to stay away from a hot stove, or pain can be destructive, as it was for the woman who believed marriage equals death. Why am I feeling this pain? What unique thing is happening when I feel this pain? What recent thing happened about the same time I feel the pain? What constant factor is present when I experience the pain? If you are experiencing pain in any area of your life, these three questions can help you discover the source, decide whether it's helping you or hurting you, and give you the information you need to create a deeper meaning. The power of a compelling future. How will you know your life's purpose when you decide what it is? According to the Massachusetts Department of Health, Education and Welfare, the most important risk factor in dying on your first heart attack is job dissatisfaction. Make sure you have a deeper meaning for your life than I'm on the grindstone again. Viktor Frankl, a Nazi concentration camp survivor and author of Man's Search for Meaning, found his purpose in his future. He vowed that somehow he would survive, share his story and make sure that nothing like the Holocaust could ever happen again. Near the end of his life, actor Michael Langdon discovered a profound truth in reminding people to live life to the fullest every minute of every day. He developed a compelling purpose for his final days. Your purpose in life is up to you. Are you being efficient or effective? Being efficient means doing things right. Being effective means doing the right things. Why some people don't win at the game of life. So many people feel like they can't win the game of life. Why? For these seven reasons. They don't know the purpose of the game. Even though they don't know the purpose, they have rules for themselves and everyone else about how the game must be played. Their rules are in conflict. Even when they play by the rules, they don't always win. Sometimes they get rewarded for breaking the rules. They have to work with other people who all have the wrong rules. They think it's a life and death game, putting so much fear and pressure on themselves that they never truly live. How to win the game of life. Seven strategies used by winners. Number one, they decide the purpose of the game. Number two, they have fewer rules about how to be happy. Number three, their rules are consistent. Four, they give themselves pleasures whenever they win. Five, they give themselves short bursts of pain if they violate their sense of purpose in life. Number six, they know that everyone has different rules. Their relationships succeed because they try to understand the other person's rules. Number seven, they don't take life too seriously. Lose a dream and find your destiny. No matter what happens, you must find an empowering meaning. Ask yourself, how can I use this? Often in life, when you look back on your worst situations, they turn out to be your best. If you are willing to trust that they happen for a reason, look for the benefits and you will find them. Don't wait for the glorious moment when you save someone's life. Start saving a life today by enjoying the one you have. 
Find your purpose in something simple, like Celeste did. Love people, love animals, love beans, and make the world a little bit better just by being nice. Sometimes not getting your dream gives you your destiny. Doc Graham, in the film Field of Dreams, got to play baseball for only five minutes. To him, it wasn't a disaster, but being a doctor for only five minutes would have been. Discover your life's purpose, your assignment. Life is about two things, being and doing. Ultimately, your destiny is about who you become and what you do. To discover a greater sense of meaning for your life, follow these three steps and start discovering your life's purpose. Step one, remember what you wanted to be when you grew up and remember the times when you felt like you were really on a roll. With your eyes closed, remember when you were five, six, seven years old. What did you want to be when you grew up? Why did you want to be that? What feeling did you hope it would give you? Think of something else you wanted to be when you were growing up. Why did you want to be that? What feeling did you hope it would give you? When you were a kid, what did you want to do? Why did you want to do that? What feelings were you hoping to get from that? Who were your role models? I wanted to be an archaeologist, a police police artist, a rock star. Today I dig for truth and hang out with bands like Aerosmith. Think of a third thing you wanted to be. Again, why did you want to be that? What feelings did you hope it would give you? Now with your eyes closed again, think about a time when you were really on a roll where things flowed effortlessly. What were you doing, feeling, and experiencing? Think of another time where you were on a roll, where you felt this is what life's about. What was happening? What were you doing? How were you feeling? Were other people involved? How were you being? And what were you doing? Capture not only the idea, but the feeling as well. Think of a third time when you felt incredible. Notice what you were doing, creating, sharing, and feeling. Step two, write your purpose. Write a simple phrase, a sentence or two. It doesn't have to be perfect the first time. Keep brainstorming, writing several until you find the one that feels right. Your purpose statement must, number one, be stated in the positive. Number two, be brief. Three, include emotionally charged words. Four, tell how you're going to be what you're going to do. Five, include yourself and others. Six, be achievable in your lifetime. Seven, be able to experience every day. And eight, make you happy, really happy. Example, the purpose of my life is to be fun, happy and grateful, to enjoy my life and share my love with others. My purpose of my life is to, and step three, for the next month, Keep your purpose statement in front of you. Put a copy in your system for you for managing your life and hang another copy on a nearby wall. As you look at it each day, think about how you can live your purpose even more. I can live my purpose even more by... And that's a wrap on Ultimate Edge program. Get the edge. Stay tuned for the next Tony Robbins audiobook summary. Thanks for watching and listening. If you like this, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. And if you want to support the channel, you can download all our 500 top best book bit summaries in one massive 15-volume PDF summary. Take your summaries offline, put them on your phone, on your computer, read them, and keep them for a lifetime. Thanks for watching and listening again. Throw me a comment, share if you like, and stay tuned for the next one. Take care. Bye-bye now.